Hi, and a warm welcome to the Homepreneur Show. My name's Amanda Brown, business consultant and founder of the Homepreneur community. I'm here to help you overcome the challenges of running a home-based business. Whether you're just thinking of leaving the nine to five or you're a seasoned homepreneur, my aim is to provide you with guidance on productivity, focus, and motivation so you can maintain the perfect work-life balance. This year, I celebrate 20 years of working from my home office through both the ups and downs. You can discover the show notes, free courses and downloads at www.homepreneur.co. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Homepreneur Show. And today I'm going to cover the sticky topic of being overwhelmed and I have some tips for overcoming it. Yesterday, I hosted my regular monthly meetup for a group called the Hertfordshire Entrepreneurs. And we meet every month and in the middle of our networking, I like to cover a topic, a discussion topic that we can all chip into. And yesterday's we talked about strategies for banishing overwhelm, implementing better time management and increasing productivity. These are some of my favorite topics. And so there was a lively discussion amongst the uh, nearly 20 people at the group. So I thought today I'd share with you some of the things that we discussed. I asked the room who felt overwhelmed. And apart from one brave and extremely disciplined organized virtual assistant, there was a sea of raised hands. So clearly the working day for many people is a whirlwind of activity, unplanned tasks, rush, 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 and people really do struggle to get on top of their to-do lists on a regular basis. In fact, most days seem to be rather unsatisfactory for many people. And what happens if this continues is that this stress leads to burnout and then really serious things happen to our well-being, both mental and physical. And this is demonstrated very clearly if you've ever read Arianna Huffington's book called Thrive, where she talks about the incident that happened to her in her office where she simply fell forward and banged her head on her desk. And this led to an injury to her face, which was investigated by the medics. And they ran all sorts of tests because they thought something really serious had happened to her. In fact, what she was suffering from was complete burnout, a lack of balance in her life, not enough sleep and not enough self-care. So you can see that that led her to publish the book, uh, this best-selling book called Thrive, which you can find on Amazon and in other places. So make sure that when you spot the signs of being overwhelmed, that you don't let it get so serious that it leads to you having to take time out of work. I always feel that being overwhelmed is either an internal struggle or something that's caused externally. 
But I do know that it has real serious implications for both our personal and professional lives. And it can ruin relationships. It can ruin friendships with friends, family, and also work colleagues. There's nothing more draining than listening to somebody repeatedly say, oh, I'm so busy or, oh, I'm so stressed. Now, this may be true. So not tackling it up front can become a real problem. So the first thing I like to do is to give a definition of the word overwhelmed. Well, here's an example. It does mean to be overcome completely in mind or feeling. For example, overwhelmed by remorse. Overwhelm can mean overpowering. So it can have connotations which uh, lead to destruction or crushing. So, for example, Roman troops were overwhelmed by barbarians. This is a definition from www.dictionary.com. It can mean buried by a mass of something, overwhelmed by rushing avalanche or water or lava, something like that. So it can be a very physical thing. And it can also mean overloading somebody. So overwhelming a child with presence or overloading somebody with questions. So these are pretty powerful words. There's not a lot of positive that emerges from not tackling a state of overwhelm. Now, I'd like to bring you to something a little bit more lighthearted before I go on to some tips about how to overcome a feeling of being overwhelmed. So if any of you have listened to the fantastic movie, 10 Things I Hate About You, there's a great clip in the middle of it, which you can find on YouTube. If you search for 10 things I hate about you and the word overwhelm, you'll get a clip of Chastity and Bianca, two rather disorientated teenagers. And Chastity starts out by saying, and excuse the American accent, my American friends, I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? And her friend Bianca says, I think you can in Europe. Well, this is just a bit of lighthearted relief because I found that extremely funny. And indeed, you can be whelmed. That is a very old English word that Shakespeare used. So let me start by asking you a few questions. Do you have a calendar which prioritizes your most important tasks rather than simply allocating time based on other people's demands? Number two, do you always like to say yes when you really mean no or not now? Number three, do you thrive on the adrenaline kick of always being busy? And number four, do you spend hours on social media, web browsing, video games and or TV? And number five, do you like to be in control of everything? Do you think actually doing everything is a sort of badge of honour? There are a lot more questions you can ask yourself, and these can be found on the podcast blog page. So 
There's a difference between being overwhelmed and feeling overwhelmed. Being overwhelmed is something that happens from outside and eventually it can make you feel overwhelmed. So the first step is being overwhelmed by something. And then the second is actually it becoming um, such that it's really, you, you take it on board and you feel overwhelmed. Examples of being overwhelmed are where maybe a client demands a piece of work at an unreasonably short time scale. Or maybe your service receives a raft of complaints and you don't quite know how to start working out how to get the customer service right. Or maybe your emails are piling up. Or maybe clients leave their submission of important information right to the last minute so you can't get on with what you're supposed to be doing for them. Now, these situations are unplanned, but you still have to deal with them. While you didn't cause them, you still have to sort them out. So ask yourselves, if these additional tasks ended up on your to-do list, would you have the capacity to resolve them? I believe we do become overwhelmed when we don't allow ourselves enough buffer time between tasks or contingency time to cope with the unexpected. There are always going to be things that crop up in the day that we didn't plan for. And if we get behind, then this is where overwhelm can become all-consuming. Now, this can then lead to a feeling of internal overwhelm. But also, we can suffer from overwhelm, which is created within us. This can be caused by lack of confidence, lack of self-confidence, lack of self-esteem, maybe suffering from imposter syndrome, having low motivation, or just a tendency to procrastinate or be distracted. These are just a few of the factors that will increase that feeling of overwhelm. So even though you probably know what is contributing to this feeling, it's hard to break out and turn these negatives into positives. So here are a few tips to help you overcome the feeling of overwhelm. Now, the first one, number one, is to take a break. Now, this might seem counterintuitive because if you're taking a break, you're not tackling the problems. But actually, if you've got so much on your plate and you don't know where to start, get up from your desk, take a walk, do some exercise or something creative. The stress-relieving benefits of these activities are well-researched, well-documented, really important that taking a break, doing something completely different helps you put things in perspective. My second piece of advice is to have a brain dump, empty everything outstanding on your work and personal to-do list onto a large piece of paper or onto a pile of post-it notes and stick them somewhere where you can reorder them. You're going to assign a level of importance to each of these tasks and also the length of time you expect they'll take. And I like to use the Eisenhower matrix to categorize these tasks into do first, do later, delegate and eliminate. Really important. That's a really good tip if you're not used to setting a task in a list of priority. The third piece of advice is to reverse engineer a big project. 
if you're simply overwhelmed by the enormity of a new piece of work, start with the outcome and write down all the preceding steps in reverse order, which will make up its completion. Small steps are much easier to complete than looking at the project as a whole. And this leads on to piece of advice number four. Chunk down any task into its component parts. For example, if you've got a task on your list which is called do annual accounts and it's been on your list for weeks, then break it down into smaller pieces. For example, you might break that task down into print out your bank statements, gather your receipts together, put documents in date order, assign categories to your purchases, and so on. Set aside time to complete each small step, and over a few days or a week or so, that bigger task will be complete. By breaking an objective down into its uh, smaller elements, you're going to get it done so much more easily. Maybe you need to follow tip number five, which is to delegate. Find someone else to help you get up to date. Now, sometimes when we think about delegating, we think about outsourcing permanently to somebody, but it might be that you just need help to overcome a crisis. Number six is don't multitask. I've talked a lot about multitasking and you can find a blog post in the show notes, which will link you to our multitasking myths post. It's a fallacy. It's simply rapid switching from one activity to another. And this is very draining on the brain. And you'll end up doing probably both tasks not very well. Top tip number seven is to share. Share what's happening with someone who will be sympathetic but firm. Somebody who understands your problem and ask them for help. There's truth in the saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. And ideally, don't work alone. Co-working will help you keep on track and be motivated for far longer than working by yourself. So in such a fast-paced world, overwhelm is a state which troubles so many people. And, you know, whether you're at work on your own at home as a homepreneur or whether you're employment, these things are serious. And it becomes the status quo. And if untackled, there are serious implications for your well-being. And one thing that is a really good thing to do is to get yourself some help in the form of a book. And overcoming overwhelm is clearly breaking a habit. And one of my favorite books about this topic is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And also another way where you can start the day on the right foot, this book is called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. So these are two books that I'd highly advise you to go and have a look up. And also you can find interviews with both those people on different podcasts. So uh, look at your favorite podcasting app and search for James Clear, that's C-L-E-A-R, and Uh, Hal Elrod, that's E-L-R-O-D. And I'm sure you'll find some inspiring podcasts with interviews with both those people. Now you can find more information about 
overwhelm and other things that we need to tackle in our daily lives by going to the Homepreneur website at www.homepreneur.co. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast and I hope that you'll drop in and listen to another episode very shortly. Have a great day.